Welcome, folks, to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, Sean Windsor is not here this week. Um, feeling a little under the weather, and uh, he's. But but here's the thing: we have a pinch hitter. We have the Lou Gehrig to Sean Windsor's Wally Pitt. We have the Tom Brady to Sean Windsor's Drew Bledsoe, because we have Jeff Rear. We have. Mr. 97.1, the ticket himself, host of Wojo and Jeff. I can't remember the name, Jeff. I'm already screwing it up. Wojo and Rieger, totally Wojo fine. and Rieger. By, by the way, Lou Gehrig and Tom Brady. That's not a bad come. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got a lot to live up to. So uh, 97.1, the ticket uh, on weekdays at 6 p.m. So you can find Mr. Rieger there. Everybody knows you. Everybody loves you. And uh, so, Jeff, <laughs> thanks for doing this, man. Uh, you know, you're you're stepping in for Sean. You, you're always you always have great opinions, great insight. You've done it before for us. So, uh, so thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> I think Sean's like a size nine, so I don't think that. Oh, that like, big, you but, know what? Uh, he's, I'm like a nine and a half on a good day. Sometimes it's ten <laughs> if you're looking at bowling shoes. So, <laughs> I, I just learned something. I have bigger feet than Sean Windsor. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love it. Um, all right. So let, let's start off with your, your close personal friend, your BFF, Jim Harbaugh, always <laughs> making news. Even, even when he's not doing anything, he's making news, right? This is why people like you and I love him. Cause he's just always, he, he's, uh, he's a walking web hit. He's a walking soundbite. Um, all right. So the big news is right. He's hot. He's a hot commodity now. It's, it almost seems like you can set your clock by how often Jim Harbaugh gets mentioned about NFL jobs after every college season. And when there's, you know, Black Monday and the hiring cycle for NFL coaches, he was obviously a very successful NFL coach with the San Francisco 49ers, took him to the Super Bowl, lost to his brother. Um, so so let me ask you, Jeff, There, what do you think? There's, there's, it seems he's mentioned with so many teams. The one team that it sounds like he's not going to be in the running for is the Miami Dolphins because right. the owner, Stephen Ross, Michigan alum, came out and said, I'm not going to be the guy. He's probably one of the guys who helped hire him. He's not going to be the guy who'd take him away from Michigan. So, But other than that, you're talking the Bears, you're talking the Raiders, you're talking the Vikings, almost any job. It's like, oh, maybe Jim Harbaugh. Well, what do you think? How? What do you What do you think about the rumors? Do you give any credence to that? Yeah, you know what? At first I did, Carlos. At first, I mean, there was so much smoke, right? And I think of a couple of things. I think of myself, okay, well, Michigan kind of spit on Jim Harbaugh, kind of, right? They said we're gonna cut your <laughs> kind of. we're gonna cut your salary in a half. And you know what? We're gonna take away your buyout. And you know what? We don't really want you here, but <laughs> you're not gonna go anywhere else. So we're gonna keep you here after that two and four season. And then of course he does the unthinkable. He wins the Big Ten, he beats Ohio State, and he gets trounced by Georgia. But it was a great season. It was a fantastic season. And you're right, he's a hot commodity now. I did think for a split second, last week even, that, okay, maybe he's going to go to the Raiders. Raiders ended up beating the Chargers, though, so they're in the playoffs. I don't know if Al Davis or, I guess, is his son is going to fire the head coach, right, the interim coach right there now. The Bears have like put out their list of who they're going to interview. I don't think Harbaugh's on it. I know he's close personal friends with McCaskies. I truly believe this is Jim Harbaugh getting back at Michigan. I think Jim knows he's going to stay at Michigan. He's already talking, as you mentioned, to Stephen Ross about a massive extension. They're going to hopefully work out the NIL deal. But I think Jim is making Michigan wait. I think it's a little bit of payback saying, listen, I'm going to go out. I'm going to see what my suitors look like. And then I'll get back to you. 
Ward, don't wait up. I'm going to be out all night. I think it's something <laughs> like that. And I think when push comes to shove, Jim will remain at Michigan. He's in Houston right now. I just saw something on Twitter. He's on the recruiting trail, so he's doing his job. So I don't think he's going anywhere. However, if the Raiders, let's say, lose this weekend, and he's really tight with the Davises, and they give him a deal he can't refuse, which would, I would assume, look like full control, just like they gave Gruden, maybe you could coax him into coming to Oakland, or I guess it'd be Sin City. Other than that, I, I do believe he's going to stay in Michigan. I don't know anything. It just seems like it seems like we'd have more. It seems like we would know that he was interviewing for NFL jobs. So far, we haven't heard anything like that. It, now, like, so, so what do you think is a better fit for him? Because, I mean, you know, in Ann Arbor now, he's going to be, you know, the king, uh, king of Ann Arbor, sure. right? He, you know, he got so close. But the flip side of that is... Uh, do you want to go out on top? Are you going to do this again? Are you going to get, if he doesn't get to the CFP playoff again, then it's going to be kind of, well, you know, maybe he, maybe this is a mistake. And I, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you that this is payback, that this is, hey man, you went from 8 million to 4 million, totally disrespected. And then he has one of the all-time great seasons, you know, in recent memory for Michigan, redeems himself, whether it's him, whether it's his agents, people putting out little feelers or, or, you know, whatever it is, rumors that they're, that he's a hot commodity. Uh, I, I mean, I don't blame him for the payback, but, but, if, but if you're Jim Harbaugh, where do you find the most success? Do you think, where do you think your legacy lies? Is it continuing taking Michigan down this path? Hopefully, you know, finishing what you started, those who stay will be champions or whatever. Um, or do you try your hand at the NFL again? Like you have some unfinished business cause you didn't win the Super Bowl. You know what, where do you, where do you, and let, let's face it. The Raiders Raiders have never been quite the most stable franchise. Um, sure. You know, and I don't know what they're going to do as far as Mike Mayock, if they're going to keep him, if he's the GM, uh, if they're going to get, if they would give him full control, you know, Jim Harbaugh, but I don't know. I mean, it seems, it seems it could be tenuous, almost any NFL job that you're going to take. Right. But, but where do you think his, his potential for, for, you know, success lies more NFL or, or Michigan? I think it's a good question. I think he loves Michigan. I do. I don't know Jim at all. I've talked to him a couple of different times, but I do know that he lives right next to or near his father, Jack. He loves his father. And I got to believe that's a big positive thing for him having the job at Michigan. Not to mention you mentioned it. He's a legend now. All the, all the Harbaugh lovers say, see, I told you, all you had to do was wait seven years. Finally got the job done. If I was Harbaugh, I'd leave. Because I think Harbaugh has to realize that there's no way he's winning a national title. He found that out on New Year's Eve when he went against SEC Power Georgia, who, of course, just won the whole darn thing. So... If I was him, I would leave out on top if he got an NFL offer and he truly wanted to go there. But that's the question. Is there going to be an NFL offer? Are NFL owners convinced that he's still the guy he was when he lost to his brother in the Super Bowl? He's 58, 59 years old. You got to believe this would be his last chance. But if I was him, I would leave because I don't think he's going to be able to accomplish anything more than what he accomplished this year. I'm not ripping on him. I just think that's fact. And it was tough. And the Buckeyes aren't going anywhere. Michigan State's not going anywhere. The division is not getting any easier. So I, if I was there, I would leave. But I think he's going to stay. And I think it's about happiness at this point, right? It's about where he's happy. So unless an NFL team, again, blows him away, 
I think he sticks around. The other thing, too, is he's he's not a moron. He remembers what happened in San Francisco. You know, he fought with Trent Bulky, who, of course, is now in Jacksonville. They wore clown faces over there. They wanted him gone. So I don't think Jacksonville is an option for Jim Harbaugh. But I think it would take an unbelievable sweetheart deal. It would take full control. And it would take a ton of money. And I don't know if an NFL owner is willing to do that unless his last name is Davis, who has already done that. And maybe he stays with the guy he has. So, again, I, I find it weird that we haven't heard all these teams that are interested in Jim Harbaugh. We just heard that he might flip for the NFL. But if I was him, I, I would leave. But I think he's going to stay. All right. That's that's fair enough. The, the one the one team I thought that might be interesting for him is the was the Dolphins because of Steven Ross and that you know I mean he's gone through this with San Francisco and the Yorks and it didn't end well and supposedly it was a it was an amicable amicable mutual parting but it really wasn't you know was it uh Ned York wanted him out so you know I think he understands the vagaries of NFL ownership and how these guys these guys sometimes treat these teams as their playthings, you know, their hobbies and their like it's a super yacht almost. So and college is different, right? You win, you stay. You win, you're a king and and your legacy. Um, and I, I wonder how much the he can like you said, I mean, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to anytime soon. It would take so much time to compete with the SEC powers, you know, on that level. And then it doesn't hurt that the CFP, you know, committee also, you know, kind of games it up so that the SEC teams, you know, tend to play each other in the championship. So right. that that doesn't hurt. But um, but that's I, I wonder just how much of a challenge you would think. Oh, like, hey, man, well, I'm going to recruit these these sons of guns out in the south and you watch. I'm going to and if you think about what a legend he would be if he won and if he beat one or two SEC teams on the way to national title, what he just be a legend forever. He'd be unbelievable. And, and, and I think that's where his legacy stands. Right. I think that's where it lies. I mean, yeah, he went to Michigan and you guaranteed a victory against Ohio State. And he had a great career in the NFL and he was on an episode of Saved by the Bell. I really don't think he <laughs> whoa, gets whoa, any whoa, better whoa, than whoa. that. What? what? This is a deep cut here. What? He was on an episode of Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm an expert on the show. He uh, hung out at the Max with Screech and Zach and Jesse and Kelly and Slater. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I don't make these things up. So I would think that'd be the pinnacle of his career. But this is my cousin, the real Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up, Screech. <laughs> but it probably doesn't get any better than that. But but you are right. If he could do the unthinkable and even win a CFP game, I think he would be the legend that everybody thought he was going to be when he was hired in 2015. I also think, too, this, and, and this is not a rip, I swear, but I think Michigan fans are happy with what just happened. As, as, as crazy as they are about football, I think they are actually appeased rather easily. And I think what happened this year kind of buys you three, four years of goodwill. So you can go out and lose to the Buckeyes. Like, I don't think there's a chance they beat the Buckeyes next week, next year. It's in Columbus. That Buckeye team seems like it's restacked a little bit offensively. Marvin Harrison Jr. looks unbelievable. And I don't believe that a guy like Ryan Day would lose to Jim Harbaugh again, especially at home, especially with Harbaugh saying, oh, you know, some guys that are born on third base think they hit a triple. <laughs> so so I, I don't think the Buckeyes are going anywhere. I think it's going to be a tough climb as it's been for Jim. I don't think all of a sudden he's not the guy that can't win a big game anymore, but I think he's bought himself three, four years of goodwill from the average Michigan fan. And Michigan fans, if we're being honest, they want to 
wake up on a Saturday in September, go watch a game against Hawaii, because let's be honest, they like the powder puffs. They want to go tailgate. They want to enjoy their afternoon. Nobody blames them. It's going to be gorgeous outside. And hopefully you come home a winner. And if you don't, well, then you're probably still happy. So so <laughs> I think the fan base is it's not it's not Alabama. It's not like Kirby Smart after he won the national title had this quote that kind of stuck with me. And I actually read it the Woe Jump. And he's on to something. He said, the reason the SEC is so good is because the people and the states around the SEC really love football. And that's not to say that we don't love football here in Michigan, but it is a different level. Can we all agree? And I think that kind of feeds into Jim at Michigan. He doesn't have to do anything special. He's got to do this every seven years. And he goes down as a great coach. Let's be honest, Bo Schembechler stunk in bowl games never won a national title, and he's a legend. So that's pretty much what it takes, not to mention, you know, he's the mentor of Jim. So I, I, I think it's perfect for him in Ann Arbor, and I think he's just trying to get a little payback, which I don't blame him. I mean, we're all human. You get a pay cut, and then all of a sudden things go well. You want that money back, and you want a little blood to go with it. <laughs> that's perfect. And you know what? And 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 it'll I think it might all work out anyway for Michigan and for Harbaugh because they'll be able to announce some kind of uh extension or some whatever, give them some money back, you know, help them save face. Everybody, you know, takes a picture, shakes hands, everybody's happy. And like you said, three, four years, easy, even if you don't beat the Buckeyes next year. So uh so that's right. great. So Jeff, this is amazing. It's gonna dovetail right into our next segment. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about Detroit Lions football and whether they're on the rise, whether how encouraged you are by three and a half wins. Uh, everybody seems to be happy over there in <laughs> Allen Park these days. So uh, we'll be right back uh, with Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. My name is Kerry Jr. The second. I'm a podcast producer and reporter with the Detroit Free Press and now the host of Freep's new weekly podcast on the line. Our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters, I want Michiganders, I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening and trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin. All right, folks, welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. You know, that doesn't roll off the tongue, Jeff. I, I, I think I think Rieger and Carlos, I, what do you think? Jeff and Jeff and Carlos, Jeff and C-Money, should we rebrand this right now? I mean, listen, I'm not going to get top billing. So it's your thing. <laughs> I want to give you top billing. I'm a humble man. So Carlos Rieger or Carlos and Jeff or, yeah, yeah, I could, I could do that. Right. I could the man that was how about this? I, I got it. <laughs> the man that told the whole world that Matt Patricia had lost his team and Rieger. <laughs> potentially that? he had the he was potentially gonna lose the team if he kept doing making them run and do stupid things. You are my hero. <laughs> you wrote that article, 
You got so much crap for it. I gave you crap. You probably didn't hear it. I gave you crap. Everybody gave you crap and you ended up being right. I mean, pretty impressive. And they all apologized to me publicly. That was the great thing, too. <laughs> yeah. See, see, I believe in the apology. So I think I apologized last time. I'll apologize again. Pretty sure nobody else apologized to you, though. Yeah, you don't you don't need to apologize to me. You're you, we're good. We're, I'm still waiting for Sean Windsor to apologize. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's speaking of the Lions, speaking of uh, to tough starts here. I got another one, right? So so this year, it's a lot to go through, right? But but what is your where do you fall on three thirteen and one, Jeff? The, the beginning of the regime, the resetting of this franchise yet again with Dan Campbell, general manager Brad Holmes. Uh, what did you think? What was your overall thought about the season? So it's interesting. I woke up on Monday and I looked at all the papers like I normally do. Your fine paper and uh, the, the news, your competitor and uh, M Live and uh, the, uh, the blogs. And uh, what am I missing? The Oakland Press. And every writer, it seems like, is telling the listening public, the reading public, that it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different. You know, hey, listen. We get Marinelli with Harry 1-0-16. We get that old blue eyes mooch failed you. We get that Bobby Ross took a bus train out of town. Like, like it ticket rather. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be different. And usually I would mock everybody that wrote anything like that because the Lions have always kicked us in the balls like our whole lives. They've disappointed. So if I have to hear anybody say it's going to be different, I'm not going to believe you. I'm going to make fun of you. However, I actually, I'm either getting old and I'm getting soft or <laughs> no, or, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm 46. I'm getting up there, but I actually kind of was impressed. Wow. I, I kind of was with a couple things. I think that offensive line, the rag now back next year, I think that's going to be really, obviously they're building stone, right? They're building block. And you haven't like, I made the comment to somebody in Milwaukee. I was on a Milwaukee radio station. And I said, this could be the best offensive line I've seen in my lifetime. And they yelled at me, like, what about Kevin Glover and Lomas Brown and, um, you know, Eric Endelsack and uh, Mike Utley? And I'm like, that's a good point. Second best offensive line I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> like, this offense. But they had that They had that running back, though. I forget what his name was, but he made him look good, didn't he? What's his name? Oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry. Barry. Bear. Yeah. 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 But no, no, no. So, so good offensive line. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Seems like he's going to be a star. Fair? Yeah, fair. TJ Hawkinson, I wasn't impressed with, but he did get injured, and he didn't have a whole lot around him early on, so I still think he's a good tight end. They're going to have a whole draft, a whole year of free agency to kind of get better offensively, get more pieces. I think offensively, I still wonder about Campbell calling plays. I think offensively, they're okay, and I think defensively, Aaron Glenn did a heck of a job, and they're only going to get better because they'll get more talent. So consider me duped i guess because <laughs> i'm not saying they're going to win a championship i'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs but i make myself sick i, I kind of <laughs> think they might be on the right track what do you think i think that our unfortunately our listeners cannot see this but you're wearing a honolulu blue pullover sweatshirt as i'm looking it. at you on zoom just bought it you just bought so it i'm sure it's number is it a is it a stafford discount number nine you got to yeah, yeah, I would never wear my my daughter. True story. Wanted to buy a Stafford jersey. I took her to a sports store, and I said, "Honey, any jersey you want, I'll buy it for you." No kidding. She picked out a Rams Stafford jersey. I said, "That's the one. I'm not going to buy it for you. Anything else? I'll buy you two of anything else. I'm not getting you that. I can't do it." 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, and I'm sure you're sipping some Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid in that uh, in that studio that you're in right now. But so you disagree? Uh, I think that there is potential, but three thirteen and one does not convince me of anything because even though even though I argued they should have won two more games, they should have beat the Vikings. And they should have beat the Ravens. the Ravens, you know. So yeah, they really. I said they were about a six win team before the season. That's what, that was my prediction. I got you know ridiculed, whatever. But they win. They almost did win six games. You know, really, they were right there. Yeah. They gave the Steelers a run for their money on the road. They didn't avoid. They they didn't get blown out back to back games. You know, so so there were some positives. And I think let, let's just be honest, Jeff. Okay, you and I have been in the media for a long time. We've seen a lot of Lions coaches come and go. Let's be honest here. When a Lions coach, when they're good with the media, how much goodwill does that engender? How much does that get you on them on their side? It's a great point. No, 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 no. It is a great point. And you, my man, being a man of the media, you're down there all the time. I'm not. But you're absolutely right, especially coming from Matt Patricia, right. who was kind of a jerk and people took shots at constantly. He deserved most of them. But you're right. Dan Campbell is this transparent, nice, fair guy. And I think the media loves it. And absolutely, I think in the long run, you're willing to give a guy like that the benefit of the doubt. And I think maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing, too. I think it's a great point. You know, and, and you know, I, I don't want to go back to in the history too much, but this is one of the things that I get. And, and I think as time has gone on, a lot of people have questioned the whole thing about Jim Campbell, you know, and, and, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Jim Caldwell, Cold. Jim Caldwell. Cold. And. Yeah. You know, who might be up for that Chicago job? Okay, and and, and it'll be interesting. I'd like to see him get it. I, I like to see what he's going to do there. But but one of the things I think this, there's yeah. been this uh, this undertone, I think, of racism that that and if I, someone at one point wrote some column somewhere from some small paper saying that the there was like I don't know if the media was racist toward him. There was that was never the issue, and he was even asked about it point blank. But I think the thing with Caldwell, the misunderstanding with Caldwell was. He kept he kept the media he at arm's length. He was not warm and cuddly. He did not. He was evasive in his answers. He he always liked to. He always wondered where you were coming with, coming from with a question. The dungeon of doom. When I rock into yeah, this room, the dungeon right? of doom. Him. Yeah, you're, and he said it to your boy Wojo too. You know, of all the people, it was like what you know, you know, Woj. Like he's one of the you know nicest guys to deal with, but. Uh, but it was it, it it was weird, you know, and that was Kowal was there was there was some mistrust there. Part of it, I'm not going to name names, but there was some stuff going on with the PR staff at the Lions that probably didn't help that relationship. Um, but at the time, but I think that was the one thing with Kowal why he didn't get the benefit of the doubt sometimes, you know, and that we we didn't know where he was coming from a, a lot of the times, you know, and and there was a little bit of a of a. I would not, wouldn't go as far as fractured relationship, but not a great relationship with the reporters and with just with Caldwell. So that that was unfortunate. But I think that Campbell has really impressed me because I thought he was going to be I think we all thought he was going to be kind of a meathead. Right. He's talking about biting kneecaps and all the stuff to begin with. And uh, but then he comes in and he's actually a very uh, uh, understanding, um, introspective coach, you know, talking about true alphas don't have to assert themselves, you know, all these different things. Uh, treating people with respect and it's always it's always the opposite right the pendulum patricia's a hard ass and then campbell's an understanding easygoing guy who has good stories and gets along with people but you gotta win right, right? so so i made this point last night and i truly believe it 
Okay, so they win three games, three and a half games, as you uh, <laughs> so astutely pointed out. You know, you had mentioned uh, like, they literally could have got up to seven. There was the Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Minnesota. I mean, that's four games right there. They won three. So there you go. They were in all those games. And that's fine. I think they did a really good job, the Lions did, of selling us, the public, the media, whatever, that this was going to be a garbage team. So when they lost as much as they lost, you expected it. And it wasn't anything earth-shattering. Very few people like wanted to say, oh, fire him, because they lost games because we knew they were going to lose. It was very easy for him to go for it on fourth down, for him to call the fake punts with Jack right. Fox, like for him to do these things because these games, in essence, didn't really right. matter. Next year matters. Yep. Next year, you cannot do what you did in a couple of those games. Like you can't do that stuff next year. Next year, it's not even about wins, but you better play the right way. And this year, I think it was easy to do that because you could go crazy and nobody's really going to question you. Next year, the clock is running, my friend. And if you poop the bed, people are going to fall out of love with Dan Campbell very quickly. We've seen this before. So that's why, even though I think things are heading in the right direction, and I don't believe, by the way, the whole momentum carrying over from season to season. I know some people do. But even though things are headed in this right direction, you can't fully buy in because they are the Lions and we've been here before. So I don't know. The, the other thing that, by the way, and you, you were at the game on Sunday, I assume? I was not at the game. Okay. The thing that stuck with me on Sunday, the Jags somehow beat the Colts. And it was obvious they were going to beat the Colts. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, the Lions should lose this game. The Lions should lose this game. (laughs) And I know the players and the coaching staff are not going to lose the game. But the fan base should want a loss to get the first overall pick instead of the second. And I know people are going to say, well, there's no transcendent quarterback. But, like, it doesn't matter. Would you rather have one rather than two over a meaningless win against Green Bay when they're not playing their starters? And you would not believe how many people were offended at the notion that the Lions should lose and not take an opportunity to beat the heated rival Green Bay Packers, even though they still get the ones regardless. <laughs> you know, so like, I think kind of like Michigan fans, I think Lions fans want to believe so badly that they're almost, it's kind of like you're dating this girl, Carlos, right? <clears throat> and things are going <laughs> great. But then you see, you know, one day you, 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 she leaves her phone at home. And you'll look at her phone and you see all these texts from another guy. And you say to yourself, hmm, well, I, I'm not going to read these. I respect your privacy, but but what are all these texts? And it gets in the, the back of your mind like, hmm, hmm, what, what, what's going on here? Well, is, 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 is my girlfriend stepping out on me? It's kind of like the Lions fans, right? Like, like they want to believe so bad that they're almost willing to ignore what could be warts, right? And we wait and see for next year. But I think Lions fans, as badly as the media wants to believe, I think Lions fans want to believe so badly too. You know, I'm not sure where you're going with that metaphor exactly, other than you've had some kind of tortured love life in your in your past, Jeff. But um, but yeah, that's the that's. The... I was talking about nobody in particular. <laughs> That that's the thing I thought was hilarious is that and, and that's always been the dichotomy to me is the team versus the future of the team and the 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 coaches, the players, they want to win. You can't tell them to not win. You know, they're out there, they're playing for free agency, okay. they're playing for contracts, whatever it is, right? Legacy, feeling good in the locker room, you know, ragdolling Sheila Hamp in the post-game celebration, you know, all that stuff. You know, it, it's all very uh immediate. And fans, and I think media, or maybe not fans, but media think more in the future of how does this set you up 
for a better future, really, because this is a beating the junior varsity Green Bay Packers is not really something you should be hanging your hat on. So, uh, you know, absolutely. And and so so let me ask you this. This is my this is my big question. And you said, you know, I, I wrote this the other day that, you know, the honeymoon's over one year. You can't do this anymore. Burkett would always we'd sit in the press box and fourth down would come and he'd check on Twitter with the the fourth down bot. And 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 after a while, the fourth down bot said to go for it so many times. I said, I think the fourth down bot has a gambling problem. I don't think the fourth down bot really is an, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> an, uh, you know, an observer of of uh, you know, um, no, uh, w- w- without a rooting interest. So, mm. uh, but but. I think that next year, I mean, the, the the two things I think is one, the draft for the Lions was not great this year. I mean, they got Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, he was a revelation. Right. Penesua played pretty well, um, but you know, their second round pick, Levi Onzurike, he the second the, the tackle, he was a bomb. I mean, he didn't do anything. You know, they, they got to do something with him. You know, Lee McNeil, right. a third round pick, didn't he? He was okay. You know, I mean, they got some contributions for a little bit, but yeah, yeah, but they, they didn't do, they didn't wow you. You know, they they didn't hit home runs. Amon Ross St. Brown was the right. only home run really that they found. You've got to get more, and they just. I mean, Brad Holmes face planted on the receiver position. They had no nobody. They couldn't find guys in free agency, whatever it was. And I think he talked about this. They, they talked about this uh, Tuesday, I guess, when Brad Holmes talked. He said, "You know, we didn't we 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 kept ourselves from going to free agency and trying to get you know big time receivers, overpriced receivers. We're a young team. We're building that way. That's fine and good. But next year, I don't know if you can afford to do that. You can't just say, hey." You know, some free agents didn't work out. Some rookies got hurt. Oh, Jared Goff doesn't have anybody to throw to. Sorry, you know, we're just not going to have much of a passing, you know, downfield passing game. I think you have to show that progress. And I think that Dan Campbell really, he would be smart to hire an offensive coordinator because he doesn't want this all falling on his own shoulders. I mean, he's not Andy Reid. He's not Sean McVay. You know, he did an okay job. But like you said, when you're able to go for it on fourth down whenever you want, because it doesn't matter, you're playing with house money or whatever. But now you got to get serious. You know, you got to show us more potential and you can't just be close. You can't, we should have beat the Ravens. We, you got to beat the Ravens. Now, if you're that close, you can't do that two years in a row. Like, Oh, we were almost there. I come to the podium and start crying. That's not going to work a second year. So I think the pressure is going to be on, but, but you and I are, you know, you, you, you're drinking the blue Kool-Aid. You're, you're wearing the blue Stafford Jersey. I it, tastes good. it tastes good. It's, it goes down easy. I hear uh, a little cornbread helps it too. So uh, I'm not, maybe as full in as you are and thinking that the arrow's up, that it's going to happen, but there's promise. There's, there's at least, there seems to be some plan players are buying in. So there's potential, but I don't know next year. I, I, it, we have a long way to go, but you know, they, they got to win more games. They just, they've got to win. Yeah. I just think the excuses go away next year. You, you don't really have the excuses that you have now. Look at the injuries. Look at the team that Patricia and Quinn left you. Like, you can't really say any of that stuff. It's a league of parity. You see leagues go from worst to first all the time. And look at just this year. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals, for crying out loud. Right? They're a team that just won their division, and nobody thought that was going to happen. So nobody's saying they have to make the playoffs, but they got to be so respectable. they got to play meaningful games in December, which, which I don't think is too much to ask. I really don't. Now, some people will yeah. say, oh, you're crazy. Are you kidding me? The rebuild is still young. You get to 2023. I don't think in the NFL you do. If you got a good GM, a good front office, a good coaching staff, 
and we're still waiting to see if you do. You think you do, but we're not 100% sure. I think you should be a good competitive team. The other thing, Carlos, the division could suck next year. Right. Rodgers could be gone, and Minnesota and Chicago are going to have two new coaches. So it, it could be open for the Lions here. Unless Jim Harbaugh comes in and leads the Chicago Bears to the NFC North Championship, and then it's gonna it's gonna all bets are off, right, Jeff? Fire everybody. Well, then, then, then the two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Why didn't the Lions draft Justin Fields? That will start <laughs> because Harbaugh is gonna go into Chicago, make Fields an absolute stud, and next thing you know, next thing you know, Lions fans are gonna be like, "Well, we could have drafted that guy too." No. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Jeff, we kept you long enough. We, we Sean and I have our little uh, tradition. We do our favorite thing of the last week. Um, something that, that caught our eye, that, that made us smile, made us happy. So I'm going to give you the first bite of the apple here. What was your favorite thing from last week? Mm, wow, what an honor. Favorite thing from last week. This one is um, really easy. Like really, really easy. It took place in uh, Los Angeles, California. No, I no. Believe- I believe that's your hometown. And um, it was the overtime. It was the <laughs> Niners and it was the Rams. And the Rams were down by three. And Matthew Stafford threw one of the worst interceptions. He was going for OBJ. <laughs> totally open, by the way. Underthrew him. And the Rams, along with Matthew's help, threw away the two seed and instead got the four seed. And in the process, they won the division. So kudos. Stafford won his first ever division but he could have had two home playoff games before having to go to Green Bay if he won both of them. Now he only gets one. And heck, he might not beat Kyler Murray in the Cardinals. But yes, my favorite thing of the weekend was that Stafford pick. He had two in that game, but that one in particular was just hysterical. <laughs> All right. So I stole yours, didn't I? So, yes. So, so, so Sean Windsor has a nice, long, proud tradition of basically stealing or piggybacking off my favorite thing. So I'm doing exactly that because that was – and you know what? The minute it happened, uh, Ahmad Aubrey or whoever got the interception, the minute it happened, I thought of Rieger. I thought of you. I thought, oh, Re- this is making Rieger so happy. But it also made me happy. And – and let me ask you this. This this is I, you know, I think it I think it makes me feel like a petty person, right? The, yeah. the German word Schadenfreude, taking pride or, or or pleasure in other people's pain, right? And, <laughs> and here's the thing. I went to LA. You know I went to LA for a week and I tried to interview Stafford and all that. I liked the Rams, Jeff. I liked the facility. I, I came away with the better impression of Sean McVeigh. I thought he was kind of a heartless, you know, me first selfish guy the players love him you know i liked a shot robinson was like chummy with me it was it was an right it, it was great I, I enjoyed my experience i'm from la i wasn't a big rams fan but i did you know root for them they were my little electronic football team and everything but i i just feels you know what getting back to your metaphor it feels like it feels like a a, a former girlfriend broke up with you and the same year, she's like, she decided to marry Jeff Bezos and, you know, the world has just worked out. That everything has worked out for Stafford this year, that the that the Cardinals face planted and they were going to walk to the division. No, they were true. probably going to, you know, they were going to get a two seed. They're going to get a home playoff game. They're going to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium this year. Like, it can't happen. It's not, it's not right. Right, Jeff? After 12 years of suffering through Stafford for the fans, for the media, for whatever, that it just was so easy for Stafford. So it was a little bit of the the cosmos coming back to saying no matthew it's not going to be quite that easy right well first of all i don't think you should have to feel guilty 
Because if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you had to watch this guy for 12 years. And he was a fine quarterback. It was fine. But every time he needed to win a game and he had his chances, he fell short. And we'll see if he does that on Monday night against the Cardinals, which he's already lost to one time. By the way, the Cardinals, 8-1 and one on the road, the one loss, the Detroit Lions. They're a very good road team. But I don't think anybody should feel guilty because, and I say this all the time, all the people cheering for Stafford, and there's a ton of them saying, oh, my God, Detroit held him back. Good for him. He's going to get his chance. You think you're going to feel great if he wins a Lombardi. You think you're going to feel great. You think you're going to get the share in it. Like it's going to be this special emotional moment. You know what you're going to do? You're, you're going to vomit. You're going to vomit. <laughs> you're going to vomit all your pretzels. Kelly Stafford, you're going to buy all the pretzels. You're going to vomit them out of your system because you're going to be disgusted having to watch him win a Super Bowl, your guy with another team. So trust me, we experienced this with Justin Verlander. The guy goes to Houston, all these Verlander fans. Oh, I want him to win a World Series. He won a World Series. It felt like crap. Do not root for Matthew Stafford. It helps your draft pick still if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. Not to mention, it will feel awful not to mention too and i'm a firm believer of this we've all drawn our lines in the sand i don't believe stafford can get it done other people believe he can and it was the lion's fault we're gonna find out once and for all once and for all if he loses on monday night oh baby oh baby. <laughs> it, 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 it will feel great because carlos it's like a political debate right now pick any political topic you just want to be right that's why nobody listens to anybody that's how I feel about Matthew Stafford. I want to be right. I don't think he can win a big game. I don't think he shows up when it matters. And if he loses on Monday night, I'm going to take that as me being right, which does not happen all that often. <laughs> so I want to be right. I want Stafford to throw five picks on Monday night, and I loved what happened on Sunday. That is that is just beautiful, Jeff. That's uh, and I the, the next I I think I want to use it already for next week's favorite thing is the 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 visual you put in my mind of the pretzel coming up the hot mustard coming up, the cheese sauce coming up, how bad it's going to be coming up. So uh, I will be, you You know we're going to be watching this game together on Monday. We're both going to be probably cheering for the same outcome. So, uh, uh, yeah, that is that is fantastic. All right. Yes, but believe it or not, believe it or not, a little plug. Jim Costa, who works at the radio station, and myself, we are actually doing Stafford Vision. During the game, we are going to be on Twitch. The details will be out there eventually but we're going to be on Twitch or some streaming service and we're going to hopefully join all of Metro Detroit as we watch Stafford take on Kyler Murray and we'll wait and see what happens. And we'll, we'll we're going to have some guests and we're going to make a bet and we're going to play a Stafford <laughs> drinking game too. So, you know, throws a pick, take a shot, you know, throws a touchdown, take a shot, whatever the case is, m- mention Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> take a shot, talk about how great his arm angle is, take a shot. You know, he can make any throw, take a shot. You know, oh, look at his stats. First one to 50,000, take a shot. So it's going to be fun. All right, what happens What happens more often? Uh, a, a shot of Clayton Kershaw in the stands, a shot of Kelly Stafford in the stands, or mentioning how strong Stafford's arm is during the game? What happens more often? Oh, gosh. Well, you got to believe Kershaw is going to be there. Yeah. I, I mean, so they'll show him for sure. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be the announcers just saying how great of a talent Stafford is, yeah. which, by the way, everybody always says it until he makes a really bad decision and he makes every announcer question the throws that he makes. <laughs> Matthew's too good to throw that to throw that yeah, pick. Yeah. And you know, a 12 year, 13 year veteran should not be making that throw. No. That's just inexcusable. 
So we got so we got you, you and Jim are going to be um, is it Jim you said? Yeah. Jim are going to be the the Eli man the Eli and uh, Peyton Manning yeah, of, uh, of Twitch. Manning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, a- absolutely, and, and we're hoping at least I'm hoping in the end because Jim is a big Stafford lover. He's a defender, so I'm hoping at the end number nine falls short yet again, and I'll get to celebrate. I will say, you know, I actually think Stafford and the Rams. I do. Because in a year where it was tough to watch the Lions, and let's be honest, we did once they won their first game, we really didn't care all that much. You know, th- these games are all exhibition. They felt like exhibition. The Rams and Stafford gave me something to watch. They really did. Like, they've allowed yeah. me to sink my teeth into another team. I just rooted against them all season long. So <laughs> I'll be doing the same on Monday night. Oh, that's that's beautiful. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for, for the time, Jeff. Uh, yeah. You were fantastic. I don't think we're, we don't, I don't remember the other guy's name that's on this show, the other usually. So uh, we don't have to bother with him now. Um, but thanks again for coming on. Jeff Rieger, you know him, you love him. 97 on the ticket. Or is that not how that works? Uh, Sean's going to get the Jim Harbaugh pay cut and we'll give that money. We'll divert it to you. Okay. So look for it in your, uh, it's going to be uh, Dogecoin. So um, it's coming your way. Uh, so <laughs> Wojo and Rieger. 6 p.m. on weekdays, right? I'm 97 won the ticket. That's right. Tune in, everybody. And it's been a pleasure, Carlos. Always great to talk to you, my friend. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. We'd like to thank producer Tad Davis, executive producers Anjanette Delgado and Kirkland Crawford, and the big man, the big kahuna, free press editor Peter Batia. If you like our show, please rate us, too. We'd love to hear. It helps people find our show and we'll see you next week.